All right, guys, what is going on? And welcome back. This is the Tipped Out Podcast, episode 24 here with your host, Brandon Palmer from Balance Performance Golf, and my boy, Danny Christie from Danny Christie Golf. What's going on, Danny? How are you today? I'm excellent, Brandon. What, uh, what's been what's been good over there in Florida? <sighs> today was a very nice day, man. 85, sunny, and just absolute sack sweating, my dude. How about you? Uh, yeah, um, uh, as you know, earlier when you called me midday, uh, I was out shoveling snow for about what felt like eternity. I think it was only an hour, but there's got a fair amount of snow, fair amount of snow. That's wild, dude. But you did have the opportunity to swing some the other day inside on a track, man. So our uh, little icebreaker for tonight or our opening act here would be, what have you noticed from using a very high-end launch monitor such as a TrackMan versus maybe uh, some lower-end ones we may have seen um, at some schools? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what schools you were talking about in particular. Um, I was kind of blown away, to be honest, because I, I, I had never been on one before. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd always heard how excellent they were, but, you know, you don't know until you try something. Um uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's no, but, uh, dude, like, I think the thing that impressed me most was every time that I've been on a simulator other than a track, man, I always have issues with, I feel like my iron distances go further than what they do in reality. Like they're just inflated a little bit. Um, <laughs> and it was not the case at all with the track, man. I hit it the exact yardages that I think I hit it. Cause then I get confused. Cause I use the simulators and I go outside and I'm like, man, like, why am I, you know? So then, but no, like track man was spot on with what I think I hit it. Um, and also spot on with like the feel of shots. Like I remember, you know, like obviously, I mean, we're pretty experienced players. We feel when we've missed a shot in a certain direction or just like are familiar with what a certain feel is in the flight and those were yeah. also spot on so that was it was pretty cool that's wild i i definitely have that too irons go way farther bro i'm hitting yeah i, I remember having some videos of like seven irons going over 200 and it's just nowhere near it dude yeah, and, and then and then with driver anytime i get with driver i get like I don't know what the word is, but there's so it's like something cage. Like when you don't like being in an enclosed space when you're mm-hmm. swinging something. Like so, I hate that. But then there's always been a super weird flight on my drivers in like low end simulators. But yeah. myself too, we have a TrackMan at work. We used it today, and it's it's crazy, dude. The flight, the launch, the numbers, the spin, on point. It uh. uh totally agree with driver dude i was getting so discouraged because i had been hitting on a couple um like a flight scope um something else and my driver flight was like just whacked and i was like this yeah. is terrible like wow well, since when did i stop learning how to hit a driver and then i hit it on the track man and it was fine and i was like oh okay well yeah i really wonder what it is maybe it's like path and face that are like just two different things and it doesn't catch it or maybe it's just that's what you get with a lower end model but uh regardless man trackman's incredible so if anybody who works at trackman hears this you know you know where to go <laughs> 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 all 
Uh, but without further ado, guys, this is going to be, like we said, this is episode 24, and this is on the actual motion of the bump and run shot, right? So we went through putting, uh, went through chipping, and we're still on our bu- Is this the bump and run, or are we on pitch? This is bump and run motion, yeah. My goodness, I thought we were already up to pitch. No, I mean, we get ahead cool. of ourselves because we plan everything out ahead, and you know. That's true, but bless, bro, we got some, or we aren't having technical difficulties. Holy cow, that's a hard word to say, I guess. Technical difficulties, we aren't having those. So knock yeah. on wood for that. We appear to be golden right now, so this is great. So let's hop right into the first topic. Um, we've already talked about the setup. This is the actual motion. So our first bullet point here is having a triangular structure maintained throughout the swing, particularly through impact. What are your thoughts on that, Mr. Christie? Um, my thoughts is the first thing I think of that's new, new knowledge to me, kind of thanks to you is you want that triangle to not be tilted. Really? You'd rather, mm-hmm. you'd want that triangle to be a flat line on the top with your shoulders being mm-hmm. level. And then your arms are the other two legs of the triangle. Um, and really what this does is makes your low point much more consistent. Um, mm-hmm. One way we would break the triangle would be like bending our arms um, and just letting our arms fold maybe and, and stuff like that. So basically you want to keep it for a good time, kind of that whole halfway back, even going into a pitch shot. But uh, I just like to keep that triangle, keep that structure, control that low point well. And then I just have those soft, uh, soft reactive hands through the, uh, through the hitting area. 100%. And I'm not sure if we touched on this in setup. Um, it's kind of been something I've been researching more, learning more, talking more with the instructors at work is um, your grip and how strong or weak it should be going from full swing to short game. So the common answer is to weaken the grip in your short game. So for one, it's so we can kind of add a little bit of speed through impact or through the overall motion without shutting the face incredibly much. Um and it's also for, in my opinion, my personal opinion, I like the grip to be a little bit more palmy um, running through the palm of our hand rather than the fingers. When we have it in the palm, like we do when we're putting, it's more of an extension of our arm, and it's also going to have us use our wrists less. It's not going to introduce hinge as much. And remember, this is a bump and run shot, so this is going to be a ball that is very low, a club head that stays low, and just overall a low running shot that we want to roll out like a putt. So club selection's key. That's all talked about in setup. Um, but the little piece I wanted to note there is if you're someone that usually sees three knuckles on that glove hand when you look down in your normal swing, go to like one and a half. And if you're two knuckle, go all the way to one. Mess around with it and see if it changes anything when you go from a little more palmy grip Um and then I, I just love that part. When we're really trying to hit this bump and run like into the grain, say it's into the grain, like on the fringe we're hitting, you know, that's when we really like to lift that heel up off the ground. We talked about that and set up and almost eliminate the chunk or the the heavy shot through that into the grain feel. So that's also what we want the weakened grip for is the speed through impact, right, Danny? Definitely. And one thing I think you kind of touched on there, Palmer, without saying directly, which I just want to make sure uh, we're clear on and you agree with, when we're hitting this bump and run chip, we're not manufacturing a wrist hinge, right? 
Not at all. No, there's very little, if any, the big thought and feel I like to think about is, uh, you know, hopefully if you're not driving, but if you're somewhere you can stand up right now, go ahead and feel this. So you want to keep the club head lower than your hands. The further we get away from the hole and then we get into more lofted shots, we will add more hinge because we don't want, you know, the plane to run on and then we'll end up reverse pivoting or getting our body out of position. What we do want is the club head to stay lower than those hands, and our hands are really only going to travel to pocket or waist high. And then that will keep that club head lower to the ground. We'll, like Danny said, we're going to really improve and maintain a good low point. We're going to have radius control. That's a that's a word out there, but that's basically just making sure that the bottom, I love that word, man, radi- or phrase, um, but that's just making sure the bottom of your arc of the golf swing is cleaned up, matched up, and then our ball position is also key, and that's we also touched on in episode 23 um, with the setup. Uh, the next piece I think we have here, yeah, so like you talked about, Danny, the origin of motion, similar of a putt. We want those soft hands um, and then reactive hands as well, allowing for the weight of the club uh, to move back and through. So it's not necessarily a wrist hinge, but more so maybe a wrist set, which is a cupping or scoop is a terrible word. Uh, cup and dish. We use cup and dish. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see, but here would be like a cup. And then the other way is the dish, right? When we're holding our, our shot here. So when we go back, we can almost manufacture or allow for a little bit of that um, wrist break. That's kind of a touch of subject. The shorter the shot, the, the less we need any separation of that triangle right shoulders arms forearms into the same plane of the club definitely i'm gonna jump in here bp because this is i totally love what you're saying um i feel like that that is definitely a touchy subject and i think one of the hardest things for people to learn in the game of golf um and it really is like the the most in my opinion like relates directly to controlling your low point well is the ability to let the head swing, what I always talk about, and having those soft, reactive hands, which you might get tired of hearing. But uh, that is ha- basically what having a terrific feel of the club head and the club face is. Um, and just like you mentioned, I like that you mentioned like this motion of it. What did you call that? It's cup and dish. Cup and dish. Uh, yeah. So when we get into our preset a little bit with the hands forward, we almost create a little bit of that. And then it's not like we're consciously, yeah, like there's none of that. Like it's, it's more of like you, you get the motion rocking and once that club is starts moving and you're not squeezing the snot out of it, it should just let your hands flow back and flow through and then you're golden. A great piece to add on to that, Danny, would be like when we talked about, in the setup, getting those knees in that preset impact position, that's all it is. All we're doing is basically bracing for impact, moving our body a little bit in the backswing, and then returning to that same thing. So that's what Danny's talking about. Is like, It's not a thought about or a fabricated feel. Like My hands get in the forward. I'm presetting them forward in my address position. My knees are to the left. My toes are to the left. I'm almost squatting into the shot a little bit. And that's all I do is keep that same feel. My wrist angles are the same. The club is not moving far. Hands stay in. Club stays out. 
back and through. It's a very short and simple motion, like very, very short and simple. It's, there's not much to it. We're not moving the wrists a lot. And, um, yeah, so here, here's the extra piece to that. The rule of thumb, the closer you get to a full swing, the more the club is lifted up through a wrist hinge. Right. So a pitch is the closest thing to a full swing. All it is is a condensed version of that. So for the bump and run, think of it as a longer version of a putt. You don't wrist hinge in a putt. You might see Tiger have a little bit of fluidity in his wrist on a super long putt. But then again, that's a personal style, and that's something that he's had to take years and hours and hours to practice and replicate, right? We're not going out there just flipping our wrists and hoping it works out. Like, we're just getting in a position and maintaining it. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of nailed that on the head really well. Um, and I just kind of want to back what you just said. It. I mean, this stuff sounds easy, but at, at some point it's not always that easy, and that's okay. Like, yeah, I think some things that other people also have to get in touch with with golf is it's just like any other sport. Like, it doesn't just come easily. You got to practice it, and uh, like people that – have played since they were really little might make it look easy but i mean if you if you're new to it it's something that with practice and repetition you'll start to you'll start to get but it's not just going to be oh i know how to do it 100 percent, man the more i learn about golf the some days it feels easier other days it's it's tougher and or or it's even um tougher for the weekend warrior golfer or the beginner right when you're a beginner well, that weekend warrior, like that's your escape. Like you've got the, you've got the golf bug. Um, but there's so much about fundamentals that even the pros sometimes overlook. And that's when they go through bad spells, but there's so much about that. But think about the differences, the subtle differences you need to play high end golf, going from putter setup to pitching setup, to the full swing, to a bunker, all right, to a flop shot, to a hook, over a tree, under a tree. Like, there's almost too much to ever say you've learned it all. Or, I mean, that's that's the case. You might learn it, but you may not master it. And so that's what Danny's saying is that, like, there's just so much to it. And there's so many ways to do it. It's all about finding the best fundamentals that work for you. And then bringing about your creativity and feel and scoring ability to the course, right? If you're just someone that sits on the range all day and just beats balls, okay, that's that's one level of golfer we have. Then we have the golfers like some of our students at our academy. They are having a very tough time transferring range skills to the course because they're trying to hit perfect shots on the golf course when what you need is to get the golf ball in the hole in as few strokes as possible. So there's big differences. Range warm-up, there's a technical training session, then there's just beating balls, and then there's actually playing golf. So you're going to get a lot more experience, knowledge um, out of playing golf, but by all means, trust me, we need the range sessions, we need the expert instruction, we need the short game practice over the range practice. But above all, Danny, tell me what you think or if I'm wrong, but I think playing golf is one of the best ways. Once you once you can actually hit the ball pretty well and you, you're an established golfer a little bit, playing golf is really going to kind of get you that next level. Just learning to score, man. It's That's when I played my best golf is just target awareness, 
could fade a little, could draw a little, but it's in play and it, it's in the cup. So I, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's my little philosophy rant there. No, that is um, – couldn't agree more, man. Uh, there's just – you can't simulate around a golf, right? I mean, it's what you really have to be good at, pl- at doing. We don't have to be great at hitting balls on the range. You don't have to be great at, at chipping on the practice green. But when you get out on the course – you got to be good at scoring and all those things are going to contribute to being a good scorer. But the name of the game isn't hitting balls on the range or putting and chipping right. on the practice green. Yep. So definitely take into account how much time you're practicing, how much time you're playing and then where that time is going. Right. We may get in a rut and think the range is all we need, but all you got to do is go out there with lower your expectations and just go enjoy the walk, enjoy playing golf, you know, find some good company, uh, take your stats, just kind of really step back sometimes and, you know, dude, it's one of the toughest sports in the world. Like, you're going to struggle, man. The best in the world struggle. Like, I can't – it's not about what we have to do. It's about who we have to be as a golfer. That That's a big, big piece that I heard from our mental coach, Bill Nelson, is that, like, think about how many times you think during a round, oh, i got to get this up and down. I have to – I have to hit this over this tree in one putt, make my par, save that bogey. Well, just think I have to be a good golfer. Like I have to I have to hone the the skill of Jordan Spieth. I you know, it's it's who you have to be. Like you just have to be a confident, thought out. It's just golf is so individual, man. It's about like personality and timing to me it's crazy how much that like just can change about your game or your thoughts or your swing philosophy in the matter of a single that's true interaction with a student or a book dude it's crazy it's it's a very fluid game i love that yes um that was deep man that was that that got my heartstrings going um It's all about bumping run, bro. Yeah, bump and run, and then life's a bumpy road, and then we got you know. uh, So I think so. I want to make sure we've covered everything we wanted to cover. There was a moment where I went into a mini panic and lost focus for a second because my Wi-Fi symbol went away. So I thought I lost internet, but I we're chilling. It's back. Um, So. Did you cover pivot around spine angle and the feeling of hands in and club out or no? We mentioned that, but we did not talk the pivot around the spine angle. Do you have a uh, a piece on that you'd like to touch on? Um, I think that's pretty simple. Um, and honestly, I feel like I don't see this a ton in, in chipping. Like, I feel like most people usually when they're making that little motion do a pretty good job of staying level and not doing anything crazy. But the idea is if you just imagine – you're set up slightly bent over not a ton on this bump and run you're pretty standing fairly tall um and then you're just turning your trunk back and through and you're really not i mean we don't want a lot of lateral motion uh, we don't want a lot of dip and stuff like that you're just kind of spinning on your spine and that's about it that's it for the bump and run that is that's it. it sounds crazy because it's so simple, but it's literally like 
Start the origin of the motion with the shoulders and just basically keep your hips kind of fixed. Your knees are soft. They, they kind of sway a little bit, but they're oh, – it's a bump and run, dude. Like It's, it's, it's very pot. similar, you're not, dude. You're not moving laterally on a putt. You're not – your knees aren't moving forward and back. You're not pivoting like crazy. Like, it's simple. This is this is one swing or one shot that I would say you get, you're allowed to use only like your upper body, right? Yeah. Or just the lower body is support. It's just arms, shoulders, back, and through. Simple as that. Um, and lastly, I just want to touch on this. I think, uh, I mean, this is the name of the game, man, compression. Um, mm. Focusing on compression on these little shots is incredibly important because even on, um, even though I feel like people would think that the most important times to make good contact are full swings, I mean, this mm. this game is all about compression no you want to compress pots you want to compress chips and if you're really good at doing that you're going to be a fantastic golfer but um so i want you to go on this bp because you mentioned to me something uh that i liked where you said aim for the fourth groove on the club face yeah uh i love that yeah i'm trying to think of where i heard this tip it might have just been in a book but if we're looking at the if you're here with us on youtube i've got a golf club up um, but if you're listening on the uh, Apple or Spotify podcast, just go subscribe to the YouTube instead. But um, or use your imagination. At, <laughs> yeah, or use your imagination. So we're looking at the sole of the club right here. So the fourth groove up from the bottom, that's where I'm really trying to hit the ball. And meaning so, if we're looking at it this way, balls here, that's where the compression comes in. A lot of people, based on their setup, try and help this ball into the air. And the leading edge is what hits that ball. So really – most misses derive from setup, grip, poor posture. You know, that's the setup in general. But um, now that we've had our good setup here, it's all about that compression. So um, this isn't a drill. It's kind of just a thought or a mental image. But use that fourth groove. Try and hit the ball, center that ball on the fourth groove. Another quick, simple drill you could do, set a, um, a golf towel like three to four, maybe five inches behind your golf ball and get up in a good posture and strike the ball, right? We're trying to go ball, then divot. A lot of times, poor setup makes people hang back and try and scoop it, and you're going to hit that towel, blade that ball. So there's a little mental image and a little drill. If you're struggling with uh, contact, low point, radius control, all of those. Bingo. One thing uh, that we kind of have said but haven't said it directly and I want to do that is um, with hitting down on the golf ball um, and what we've mentioned with how our hands are going to work. A lot of times, I mean, the one of the most common problems you'll see is what BP just said, people trying to help the ball up in the air. Their hand, their trail hand, likes to try to jump early and start pointing their palm to the sky because they think they're going to get the ball in the air like that. And you're not, okay? So that's when it's really important to kind of have like those reactive, passive hands and just make the little turn back, let the club head swing back, and then just trust that that thing's going to run into the golf ball and you're going to be hitting slightly down on it and it's going to go up in the air. If you're trying to help it, you're going to run into some problems. That's facts, man. So well said. I don't don't think there's any more that needs to be said about a bump and run shot, but – I don't know. And man, if you guys have more questions on the bump and run, or if you are struggling with it and you'd like us to take a look, feel free to reach out to 
any one of our Instagrams, we've got the tipped underscore out on Instagram. That's the, um, of course, our tipped out Instagram where you can meet both of us. Then you've got Danny Christie Golf, right, okay. on Instagram. That's your plug. Uh, Danny Christie yeah. Golf. Danny Christie Golf. And then myself, balance underscore performance. Reach out. You got free analysis. You got, we'll check it out. We'd love to talk to you guys. Hit us up with some topics. We want to see what you guys are really working on, struggling with, what you're doing well, and uh, just how we can help you improve or at least bring some entertainment along the way. So I don't know what else we got for them, Danny. But you got anything? We are all set, Brandon. We crushed that one, man. Mm, I, I, I think we did too. Hopefully the listeners think so as well. Well, good luck to everybody. Chip better, and we'll see you next time. Sounds good, buddy. Peace and love. Peace and love. Contraband got that dope. Sometimes I don't feel alright. New girl on my face, she said she nigga, but that's why I don't feel alright. Catch me in the good mood, I just might. Stop talking, I'm breaking the bank. Yeah.